From the heartland of America, focused on God, family, and country, the mouthpiece of the Midwest, this is Dale Carter's America. Welcome back to the middle of the country, the frozen tundra of Kansas City, Missouri, the geographic middle of the country, but the country's cold no matter where you are, um, even in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. And I'm wearing my Fort Walton Beach, Florida hoodie today just to try and feel a little bit warmer. I mean, as we record this week's podcast, we are uh, below zero and we've been below zero for a while. Uh, I think we're finally going to come out of it, and then we're going to go below zero again, and then next week uh, we finally get the uh, nice warm-ups. Maybe the rest of the country will as well. We have a lot on the podcast, and uh, climate change slash global warming will be part of it. And uh, we thank Bob Watson, Blue Springs State Farm agent, for five decades for being part of the podcast. If you need a review, and really you should. I mean, if you've got somebody other than State Farm, they've got surprisingly great rates right now, and Bob and his team will go to work for you to find you the best rates and the insurance that you need at 816-229-7878. Auto, home, life, commercial insurance, licensed in both Kansas and Missouri, and a big part of what we do here on the podcast. So, I mean, here we are, and this is so far down line. 26 years ago, Kurt, when you were just a boy, um, Vice President Al Gore walked into the wherever they make speeches there at the White House, and he talked about the dangers of climate of global warming. They they they, they segued to climate change because now it's like anytime the weather is weird, we've got climate change. So it was 26 years ago, and they were all doom and gloom, and it's like we got to do this, we got to do that, and if we don't, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And here we are, 26 years later, and it's still cold in the winter. It's still hot in the summer. And the, the funny thing about this is these people don't even believe this stuff. Yeah, They clearly don't believe it because if they did, you know, would Al Gore be flying all over the world in a private jet? You know, would he have limos that aren't electric? Would he, um, by the way, we've got a story on electric vehicles later in the podcast, which is really going to be an aha moment for all of us who have spoken about electric vehicles the way that we have. Um, you know, would he have a mansion with like 26 central air conditioning units in it? I mean, they don't believe this stuff. And, you know, the people that they get who want to ruin our economy by going this way, they, they sit in their room somewhere and they go, isn't this funny? <laughs> We've got these people driving EVs. We got them doing solar panels uh, to try and power an entire city. Um, and yet they sit there and they do what they do. This is Al Gore's house, by the way. Looks pretty nice. It's a lovely house. But he's got solar panels on the top, so it's okay. <laughs> well, you know, maybe he dealt with our friends at Royal Roofing and Solar. I mean, that's okay. Uh, but I guarantee you that house has got a bunch of central air units on it as well. Yeah. Have you seen Al Gore lately? I think he's like 400 pounds now. I saw him like waddle out onto a stage to accept some sort of an award. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been kind of out of the spotlight, I think. It's been more John Kerry these days because uh, John Kerry is the new climate czar. This Not is anymore. John Kerry. Did you see that? Yeah, he He's stepping That's down. Right. Yeah. I mean, and why wouldn't he? I mean, this has been an absolute disaster. I put up a picture on our um, uh, Facebook page of um it, it was uh, some kind of uh, what was it it was like ev fuel and it showed like a train full of coal oh yeah 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 i'll find that <laughs> there it is i mean it's the first thing on there oh look it's electric car food 
Because when you plug these babies in, they're into a coal-fired grid. I mean, we've said that so many times. Um, But we set a record at Arrowhead Stadium uh, for a playoff game, the coldest playoff game in the history of Arrowhead Stadium, which goes back to 1972. It was the fourth coldest playoff game in NFL history, and that goes back a very long time, probably 125 years, something like that. So it was really cold. And in Buffalo, New York, they had so much snow in Buffalo that they had to postpone that playoff game. Yeah. Did you see the the videos of that uh, that blizzard? It's yeah, it was crazy. terrible. Uh, crazy. I wish they had played in the blizzard. The Steelers might have done better and the Chiefs wouldn't have to go up to Buffalo. But as it is, the uh, Steelers lost that delayed game. Buffalo wins, and so we go on. There were so many great pictures that came out of that. Um, there's Andy Reid with the uh, icicles coming out of his mustache. I put up on my personal uh, Facebook page, I had this thing of three pictures, and I started channeling John Madden. And somebody told me if you're going to channel John Madden, you got to have like the telestrator going. So if you if you can find that real quick, have to scroll down a little bit. Uh, there you go. So if you can imagine John Madden, it's like, man, we got everything going here. Uh, we got like we got like frozen snot coming out of Andy Reid's mustache. Got that <laughs> circled right there. Um, then you got Patrick Mahomes' helmet breaks. There's an arrow that shows that. And then, and then you got this guy. <laughs> Who's taking his shirt off, and we're looking for his nipples somewhere there at Arrowhead Stadium because they're both gone. <laughs> yeah, they're still on the ground. I mean, John Madden would have had a great time with that. So that's where we are. It's freezing cold in Kansas City, still below zero. I mean, this is the coldest stretch of weather we have had since I've lived here, Kurt, and that's like almost 30 years. Yeah, I mean, it, I think I said this before, but since I've been here, which has been eight years, it seems like every year we get a week or two where it's like single digits yeah. or, or close to zero uh, in January or February, and then it kind of bounces back. But in terms of sub-zero temperatures, this is definitely the coldest it's been. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, right now, like this morning when I left, it was like minus eight. It's crazy. Let's say for a second that these people who are making fools of all of you people who are following their advice, let's say that maybe they're right and it is getting a little bit warmer. And maybe, you know, the carbon footprint is one of the reasons why. Well, let's figure it out. And what it's not is what Biden is trying to sell. But let's figure it out because humans are pretty smart, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not like slugs. We're not like fleas. I mean, we've got some smarts to us. And if we can't adapt, and I think we can, we're going to have to adapt to the changing climate of this planet. The planet is 5 billion years old. I've said that so many times. And then, you know, Gore, 26 years ago in the White House, he's like, well, you know, in the records that we've got that go back 186 years, and I'm thinking, I didn't do well in math in school. But I get that 186 years is about like that, right? Yep. And then 5 billion is that like that? I mean, the planet goes through changes and gyrations. And, you know, maybe we are part of it, but we're smart and we ought to figure it out. And if we can't figure it out, maybe we don't deserve it. Yep. And, I mean, not to mention all the predictions that they've made that have totally not come true. Oh, yeah. Al, Al Gore being chief among them with his movie and everything else that he's been talking about. How, uh, you know, I'd have to go back and watch the movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. But he was talking about, you know, 10, 15 years from then, which was... When did that come out? Back in the 90s or early yeah. 2000s, I think? Yeah. And uh, he's like, 10, 10 years from now, you know, 
Manhattan will be underwater and the, the polar ice caps will be melted. And it's just, <laughs> and he got an Oscar for it too, didn't he? Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure he did. Cause yeah. Hollywood, they just, they love the left. They really do. All right. Well, you know, we're going to talk about colonoscopies now. Interesting. Um, my stepson, little Lord Fauntleroy, as we call him, he's only 15 and he's had some digestive issues. And so his pediatrician ordered, a, a, you know, an upper and a lower GI. So at 15, he's already had a colonoscopy. Are you 45 or older and haven't had your colonoscopy? <laughs> I hope his I hope his friends aren't watching this because you just put him on blast. Well, I didn't give his name. Yeah, that's you know? true. My kids, I always name checked. And so they'd come home from from Blue Springs High School, and they'd be like, did you talk about me on the radio? <laughs> and I said, yeah, do you like living here? <laughs> do you like having a bedroom and, and your meals paid for and all that kind of good stuff? I know I'm just throwing you a, a curveball here because I see that I, I'm reading these things out of order. But since we're talking about colonoscopies, let's just make sure uh, that we get you your colonoscopy. And when it's time and it's 45 and over, if you haven't had it, you need to be on the phone to Dr. Mark Taramina at Midwest GI Health and Wellness on the web at MidwestGIHealth.com. 816-836-2200. Colon cancer will kill you unchecked. Yet if you catch it early, it's very treatable. So this is something you can do today to save your life. The old age used to be 50. Now they've lowered it to 45 just because of um, how common now uh, colon cancer is. I've had mine. You need to get yours. Dr. Mark Taramina, Midwest GI Health and Wellness, Google rating 4.9 out of 5 stars, highest in Kansas City. They can do the upper and lower at the same time. That's uh, MidwestGIHealth.com. Check them out. You know, uh, when we started this podcast, um, I came up with the Democrat playbook, and it's going to be on full display. Uh, we've got the Iowa caucus under our belts here. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let's review here. There are five plays. Any question that comes up, there are going to be five plays that get run by the Democrats. First and foremost is, that's racist. And, and number two, and watch them too, because they'll find some way to to formulate anything you ask them into one of these. So it's racist. Somebody has something you don't have, and that's not fair, right? Global warming slash climate change. It's Trump and or the MAGA Republicans' fault. And number five is nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. I think we're going to touch several of those just in this segment, but we're going to start with that's racist. Okay, we've got a fun video at the end of this podcast, too. I mean, this is going to be a fun episode. We want to wish you a belated, happy Martin Luther King Day. I know you took that day off. Yes. You know what I did? I worked. Because I think it's important at times like that to uh, let's go back and revisit the words of Dr. Martin Luther King. Just so that you can see where he was, which was way up here, and where the race baiters are today who want to keep us separated and... God help them if we ever get to a point where we've got a kumbaya moment and we all come together as we should because they'll all be out of a job. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, you can name them. The Democrat Party, where the standard bearer, the president of the United States, basically says, if you can't tell whether you're for me or Trump, you ain't black. They skip Iowa. They skip New Hampshire, which are, you know, traditional ways to start a presidential race. They go right to South Carolina because they know they got a lot of black people down there that they can say, hey, if you can't tell the difference between me and Trump, then you ain't black. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
So that's why I worked yesterday. I wanted to talk about um, artists who decided that they wanted to be on country radio. There are a bunch of them over the course of time. And we highlighted all of them yesterday and showed that, you know, the door is open on my radio station for people who want to sing, who want to perform. Um, and we talked about the words of Martin Luther King about judging someone based on the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Yet uh, the Democrats, that's all they seem to care about. Lloyd Austin, our defense secretary, who is black, by the way. And I guess part of this comes down to if you noticed that he was gone in MIA and not in contact with the president of the United States at a time when, you know, Houthis and whoever else are shooting at our ships, he was MIA and the president did not know. Yep. If you notice, you must be racist. Yeah, here's the uh, NBC Nightly News recap. There are new questions tonight about why Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization was kept secret from the public. And as we're learning tonight, secret from the president for several days as well. It comes amid new details that Austin was not only hospitalized this week, but was in the ICU. Ali Rafa has the very latest. Tonight, a U.S. official confirms to NBC News that the Pentagon did not inform senior officials in the White House's National Security Council for three days that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had been hospitalized at Walter Reed Medical Center on New Year's Day. The news not shared with the American public until Friday, when the Pentagon announced that Austin was hospitalized for complications following a recent elective medical procedure. And NBC News has learned the 70-year-old Austin not just hospitalized, but also in the intensive care unit for at least four days, according to two senior administration officials. Asked why his stay wasn't disclosed sooner, a Pentagon spokesperson tells NBC News this is... Some bullshit. They made up exactly. Some <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, that's a couple of things. It's racist because you notice because he's black. And number five, nothing to see here. The fact that the president didn't know, eh, not a big deal. You know, and Biden, as we've talked about, is going through a mental decline. And it's it's so evident every time you see him. But you can go back way back to the beginning of his administration. He couldn't even remember the guy's name. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Here's my, my general. My general over here. Uh, yeah. Lloyd Austin, sir. Uh, yeah, Lloyd Austin, that's that's my guy right there. I mean, you know, this is what we're going through in this country. You could not make this up. You could not sell this script in Hollywood. You just couldn't. Okay, moving on from uh, Lloyd Austin. You got Fanny Willis. Is it Fanny or Fanny? I don't even know. Let's say Fanny. It sounds better. Uh, Fanny's fun. Um, well, <laughs> she's the one in Georgia who's taking Trump to task for, uh, you know, 2020 and, and election denial and blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out that one of the people on her staff is her boyfriend. And she's funneled half a million dollars to him. Yeah, I've seen estimates more than that, like six hundred, seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars And they've been going on vacations and they've been spending all this money you know lavishly so well now that it's been discovered guess which card she plays let's check it out number one and i hired one black man another superstar a great friend and a great boy oh lord they gonna be mad when i call them out on this nonsense mm -hmm. first thing they say oh she gonna play the race card now but no god isn't it them who's playing the race card when they only question one. Isn't it them playing the race card when they constantly think, I need someone from some other jurisdiction 
in some other state to tell me how to do a job I've been doing almost 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's playing the race card. No question about There's that. There's plenty more where that came from, too. It's just so funny, man. It's like, you know, as soon as they're caught red-handed, you know, they just, they, they play the victim immediately. Remember when Hillary went for before, the, like, the black crowd, and all of a sudden she started speaking more Southern? I ain't in no ways tired. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. I bet I could find the clip. And there's another one where they, you know, they ask her what she's got in her purse. She says, I got some hot sauce in here. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, are you trying to get our boat? She's like, I don't know. Is it working? <laughs> yeah. Slime balls, I swear. I don't know if I'm going to be able to yeah, find it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, because we know what we know what they're doing. And, you know, she says it's perfectly all right for her to go after Trump. And this is the same thing that's going on in New York State. You know, they don't care about crime in their own jurisdiction. All they care about is getting Trump. That's the only thing they have to do. And, man, especially after Iowa, oh, my God, they're going to be on overdrive. they got to get Trump because Trump is out there. And, and Trump is like a threat to America. And he's a threat to freedom and blah, 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 blah. I'm ahead of myself. Let's go back to... Um, did, was there a Dinesh D'Souza dealy bop? Oh you yeah, to play? yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's another clip. It's another clip of Fanny. Okay, well, that's just, fine. Yeah, we've beaten up on Fanny. Yeah, we don't have to watch. We've that. beat up on Fanny enough. She's got her boyfriend. He's making over half a million bucks going after Trump. You got to love it. Okay, DEI. Diversity, equity, inclusion. Oh, the high-minded liberals out there. We're going to have diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's being scrapped by more and more companies. You want to know why it's being scrapped by more and more companies? I mean, think about our own company here, Steel City Media. How easy is it for us to hire people? Uh, it depends on who you ask. I guess. My God. I mean, we've got a sales force that's supposed to be like 20 strong out there. And there's about four people out there. You know, they'll hire anybody with a pulse out there. Yeah. They, you know, it's like DEI. Are you kidding me? You got a pulse? Are you a human? Yeah. Get on it. And you know what? We'll even lower the bar beyond human. If you can sell, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah. But if you're you, like a cute dog or something, you know, can't. <laughs> people oh, man. can't say no. You think my dog, baby Harry couldn't sell. I mean, they'd oh, yeah. never be able to say no to that oh, yeah. dog. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and then you got this Johns Hopkins. I mean, it's one of the the centers of science in this country, and they got caught on privilege, right? White privilege. Yeah. So they have a uh, a chief diversity officer and a and a an office of diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm. which. It's just such a ridiculous. It's like self-destruction. It's like a kamikaze pilot within your organization. <laughs> but uh, so the, the uh, leader, I forget her name, uh, black woman, she sent out this uh, email. Uh, I think it went out to everyone at the university. Diversity word of the month. Privilege is a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group. Privilege operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels. Blah, 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 blah. In the United States, privilege is granted to people who have membership in one or more of these social identity groups. White people, able-bodied people, heterosexuals, cisgender people, males, Christians, middle or owning class people, whatever that means, middle-aged people, English-speaking people. I think it hits all of them for me. Yeah, yeah, you check off all the boxes. I check off all the boxes. <laughs> Uh, and then it goes on, you know, saying what do I get out of that? I don't know. You get, you get like an extra prize or something like that. 
I mean, not to whine and, and be that boomer guy and all that, but, you know, my mother was a secretary and my stepdad was a cop and my dad worked at Whirlpool, you know, a factory making refrigerators. And I, I wanted to be on the radio and I did it kind of my, my own way and started at $2.90 an hour to get to where I am today. What, did I get there because I'm a white guy? Yes. And because I, I like women and not men? I mean, God forbid. Um, what are the other things on there? It's like, what What else am I, I guilty uh, of here? White people, able-bodied people, oh, heterosexual. It's it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, well, you know, other than being left-handed. Yeah. Cisgender people, males, Christians, middle or middle or owning class people. That's my favorite one. What is owning class? I don't know. I mean, I think mean, that's I, supposed to be a reference to slavery. I don't, well, no, I think it's like I own a house, right? Yeah, but they use that word deliberately. Owning class, they use that word deliberately. Middle-aged people, um, you you might be aging out of that soon. But. <laughs> Do a lot of people live to be 120? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You're not a nice person. Uh, and then English-speaking people. So then they, they actually did, uh, the same lady, she did issue a retraction, uh, which this is the interesting part to me because the DEI stuff you expect from all of these institutions, but you're starting to see a little bit more backlash now where, you know, it goes viral on Twitter or, you know, amongst the community uh, at the university or wherever it is. And then there's start, some of these places are starting to have to kind of walk it back. And, uh, you know, that could be a new trend and, and that could be a good thing, you know, if this, if this continues. So she sent out uh, another letter after that from Sharita H. Golden. And she says, Dear colleagues, yesterday I sent the January edition of a monthly diversity digest from the Johns Hopkins Medicine Office of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Health Equity. The newsletter included a definition of the word privilege, which upon reflection, I deeply regret. The intent of the newsletter is to inform and support an inclusive community at Hopkins, but the language of this definition clearly did not meet that goal. So so she's going through and, and you know, now apologizing. And you know that she, you know, is was forced to to make that retraction um i'm sure she doesn't actually feel that way i mean you can look just look at her yeah you know one of the things i always say to people is you know you can judge a book by its cover that's one thing you're taught when you're a kid that's probably not entirely accurate i mean i thought it was don't judge a book by its no that's what i'm saying don't judge a book by its cover is bullshit look at this lady i mean you can tell she looks exactly like a chief diversity officer at a college nice scarf (laughs) um well let's put it this way i mean if you have to have open heart surgery do you want your doctor to be the DEI hire or the best heart surgeon that they could find? Right, right, right. If you're at 30,000 feet on an airplane and things start going wrong, do you want DEI pilots or do you want the best pilots that you could possibly get, uh, regardless of race? Cre- Again, it gets back to Martin Luther King. Um, character versus color. All right? What are we doing here? I mean, 1968 was a long time ago. You, you make fun of how old I am. I was five years old in 1968. When Martin Luther King was assassinated, I was uh, barely, was I even born yet? I don't think I was born yet uh, when he had the I Have a Dream speech. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, when are we going to get over this? We're not going to get over it because there's too many people making money off of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you you, you brought up uh, pilots, too. And that's that's another big area right now is uh, is pilots. You know, they're they're going for the diversity angle on pilots, too. I'm trying to find an article about it here, but uh, United Airlines, they've actually been running ads, uh, TV ads. You might have seen them 
during Chiefs games or, or other things on TV. But they have a new initiative called, I think it's called like the Diversity Pilot Program or something like that. And they're specifically looking for minorities, women, uh, LGBT, things like that to hire to be pilots. So now, you know, when you go on a plane, you, you don't know, you know, and that's the thing. It, like it creates actually racism because if you if you go on a plane and you see a black guy as as the pilot or, or a black woman or, or something, of course, you know, if you have common sense, the first thing that you're going to think is, well, this person is not qualified. You're, you're immediately going to think because they're black, they're not qualified because of this program. If they didn't have the program right. and they were out there like, yeah, we're just hiring the best people, you wouldn't worry about it because, you know, they have a rigorous training schedule. They're, they're hiring, you know, they're based on meritocracy. And this person in the cockpit is, is the best for the job, but that's not the case. So You know why I like the NFL so much, why I'm a huge fan of it, is it's a complete meritocracy on the field. The players are a complete meritocracy. There's no DEI there. It's who are the best people at these positions, right? Who are Regardless of race, creed, color, it doesn't matter, right? Um, it's the best that you can get at each position, yeah, the head right. coach, that's another deal. Uh, because you're familiar with the Rooney rule, right? Yes. The we've... Rooney well, the Rooney rule says that when you've got a coaching opening and there are a whole bunch of them right now, you have to interview not one, but two coaches of color before you can get to the coach that you want to hire. Right. So I was curious about this because when Bill Belichick and the Patriots parted company after all these years, they basically said, hey, we got our guy, uh, Jared Mayo, our linebackers coach. He's going to be the coach because it was in his deal that if Belichick leaves, he's going to be the guy. And then I saw a picture of him and I'm like, okay, I get it. He's black. Um, so they don't have to interview anybody else, right? Or do they have to interview one more black person? I mean, what is the rule? <laughs> right, What's right. the rule on this? Yeah. Right? And we know the Chargers, they want uh, Harbaugh, right? Yep. So they're going to do two interviews with people. It's like, wink, nod, you're not really our guy, but we have to do this because of the Rooney checking rule. Checking the box. We're just checking the box. How many times has Eric Bieniemy been through that? He was our offensive coordinator in Kansas City, and now he is in Washington. And he was on everybody's list for an interview and never got a head coaching job. Yeah. I never understood that. I love Eric Bieniemy. In fact, I will tell you this. Uh, just from all of the Chiefs games that I've observed this year, we're missing him big time. Yep. And it's not for play calling because, let's face it, Andy Reid calls all the plays. What we miss Eric Bieniemy from, and this goes back to when I was uh, a high school football player and all that, you got to have somebody on your staff, and language warning coming here, you've got to have somebody on your staff who can bring the cocksucker. You know, mm -hmm. you've got to have somebody on the staff that goes, you're lining up off sides, Kadarius Tony. Get your fucking foot off that line. Right. And we don't have that now. We have Matt Nagy, who's a really nice guy. Andy Reid never uses swear words. Mm -hmm. We don't have Eric Bieniemy, and that's one of the plus things in his column. He's the guy that went out there and said, do your fucking job. Right. And we don't have that. And so now we got guys who can't catch the ball all of a sudden. We got guys who can't line up on sides. We've got stupid ass penalties that happen all the time. And it's all because of a lack of discipline that I think Eric Bianami brought. I'd love to have that guy be a head coach. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And and you know, it goes back to the the meritocracy thing again and comparing coaches to players, I think is a really great example because with the coaches, like they hired this guy like the next day or something. Yeah. I mean, it was like right after was in Belichick his deal. left. I didn't know that part, but, 
But so you're like, you know, with all of the politicization and, and you know, the, the kind of racial angle of people saying, oh, it's racist not to hire black head coaches and the NFL sort of being woke and all these owners, you know, wanting to, you know, be on board with the, the social, you know, movements, you in the back of your head, I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, in the back of your head, you're thinking, well, is this guy really qualified or is he just a diversity hire, you know, but with the players, that's certainly not the case. And, and. You know, like cornerbacks. I mean, are, is there a white cornerback in the entire league? I don't think so. Not anymore. There's like, it's 100% black cornerbacks. And nobody questions that nope. because they're, they're the, best. the best guys for the job. It's right. Just, you know, they, they happen to all be black. You know, maybe there's something there. But but that's, those are the, they're, the reason they're there is because they're talented and they're the best at the job. It's not like the NFL is like, well, we have to up our, our black percentage of cornerbacks until it gets to 100%. You know, the, nobody thinks that. So it's just, it's a very interesting kind of social dynamic where they're trying to create, you know, this thing, but then it really does the opposite. It makes you question the, the legitimacy of the hire. Yeah. I mean, the the coach in Houston, I can't even think of his name. Um, he's a black guy. He's doing a fantastic job. Houston is one of those teams that I think could go all the way this year. Yeah, they look great this yep. weekend. C.J. Stroud is their quarterback. They got the right quarterback. The idiot who owns the Carolina Panthers had a chance to get C.J. Stroud. Traded up to get him. I mean, we're talking sports here. Traded up to get him. Traded everything they had to the Chicago Bears. So as loud Lousy as Carolina was this year. That's the owner, by the way, that threw a drink on somebody and had to pay a three hundred thousand dollar <laughs> nice. fine. So D'Amico Ryan's is the guy's name, by the, the way. The Houston coach. Yeah. Doing a fantastic job. So back to Carolina, they give everything they've got to the Bears. So with their lousy record, the Bears now get the number one draft pick. Carolina's lost and the guy they should have drafted is going to play against the Baltimore Ravens this weekend for a chance to go to the AFC championship in his rookie year. Yep. I mean, so, you know, and and that guy Carolina's a white guy. So, see not all white guys are really smart. <laughs> Some of them are pretty damn stupid. Yeah. All right. He's just not using his privilege to its full potential. All right. So we're off of the uh, racism thing here. We'll get to the Second Amendment, which is the least favored amendment of the Bill of Rights among liberals. Uh, but it's upheld very nicely with our friends at Clay Como Shooters. Call them up today. And uh, if you've got a firearm, you probably need training. Okay. Having a firearm is not the be all end all. I mean, it's your right. You ought to have it, but you really, as a responsibility ought to know how to use it training is key there now clay como shooters they've got all the firearms you could ever want uh, that are legal uh, they've got uh, the ammo accessories all the things that you need but training i think is key and clay como shooters they're in clay como uh, imagine that because that's the name they're right there on 69 highway between i-35 and 435 you can find them on the web at claycomoshooters.com and uh, call herb and his gang there at 816 4-5-2-4-8-6-7, they will get you trained and uh, you'll be you'll be safer just by having the training think about that it's it's more than just the gun but these days you ought to be exercising your second amendment right because of what's happening on that southern border the sieve that exists down there it's not about you versus the government it's about you protecting your family and you know cops got their hands full these days so when you call 911 it may not be as instantaneous as you'd like uh, so that's why you need to protect your family all right protect your family and uh, protect your home you know we talk about bob watson all the time but let's talk about the roof over your house i mean right now it's got a nice coat of uh, snow on it but what's under that um is it time for a new roof do you need it inspected 
You need to call Austin Watterson and his team at Royal Roofing and Solar. It's funny, you pulled up Al Gore's house and he's got solar panels on it i don't think nearly enough to fuel that big house he's got uh but uh, mike dale and, and the folks at royal roofing and solar will take care of you there uh, a couple of different websites we're going to give you solarbyroyal.com and royal royal contracting thank you i can't even read my own writing royal contracting kc.com and um you need more than one phone number or is the one i'm giving out okay no the one you're giving out is good that's for the the solar and uh I mean, call any of these numbers. They'll get you to the right person. All right, so. 816-540-7057. Take care of your home. It's your biggest investment. And and the roof protects that house. And I know when I got my new roof, I really needed it because I had one of those old-fashioned shake shingle roofs that my HOA demanded. And then they took that out right after I got my last shake shingle roof. Um, and so now I've got a royal roof on my house, and it is going to last as long as I will. As Kurt likes to point out, I'm no longer middle-aged. Fine. <laughs> Moving right along. Hawkeye Cockeye. Donald J. Trump. He took all but one county in Iowa. Nikki Haley beat him in one county by one vote. And yet Nikki Haley finishes a distant third uh, behind Ron DeSantis' distant second. Vivek Ramaswamy, um, he's out after four. He finished fourth, and uh, so he is going to suspend his campaign, which means he's out. Um, and he is throwing his support, what he had, behind Donald Trump. Yep. And uh, let me pull that up. Real and I don't know if you have Donald Trump um, uh, last night, but campaign I thought he was very gracious. Yeah, I can find that too. Yeah. Here's a, a little bit of Vivek. We yeah. Don't have now, this is a campaign founded on speaking the truth not just when it's easy but when it's hard not just to the democrats but to our own side and not just to other campaigns and candidacies but to ours and so i will stick to the truth tonight the first hard truth and this one's hard for me i gotta admit this but we've looked at it every which way and i think it is true that we did not achieve the surprise that we wanted to deliver tonight. And I think that that's just a hard fact that we're gonna to have to accept as a campaign. And the question then is, what do we do that is right for our country? And so Porv and I, we, we actually didn't make this contingency plan before everybody told us to. We said, no, we're not doing that. But we talked about it tonight. We took a little bit of time in our apartment in Des Moines before coming here to make some hard choices. And I wanted to make a couple of announcements tonight to get the business out of the way. And then I want to tell you where we're going. As of this moment, we are going to suspend this presidential campaign. And this is going to have to be, there is no path for me to be the next president absent things that we don't want to see happen in this country. Anyways, he goes on to say, uh, you know, we need an America first candidate and Trump is the only America first candidate in the race uh, so that he's putting support, his support behind him. Yeah. Um, Chris Christie bowed out before that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because uh, he bowed out and then he had a hot mic. You know, you, this is the thing, you know, when you're in radio, you, you're just you, you're taught this from the very beginning. 
that every mic that you're around is a hot mic. Right, right. You have his hot mic. Tape. Yeah, it's kind of long, so I'm going to skip to the end. Yeah, uh, because that's the the juicy part here. Oh yeah, and you and I both know it. She's not up to this return on their investment. You know, and she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. Nikki Haley. That's who he's talking about. There. Behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. And, oh yeah. And he's going to he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Always. Oh, I t- you know I talked to De- DeSantis called me petrified that I would... He's probably getting out after Iowa. Yeah. So he's dogging on DeSantis, too. DeSantis finished a distant second. And I still like Ron DeSantis. I love what he's done in Florida. But this is shaping up to be Trump versus Biden 2.0. And um, if Trump won, he couldn't run for re-election. So Ron DeSantis is a young guy. And I can see Ron DeSantis being president of the United States down the road. Couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't ruin his chances this time, you know, he's he's not making himself very popular with the Trump base right now by by going against Trump, by running against him, by some of the things that he's saying. So, you know, uh, he's really putting all of his eggs in the win in 2024 basket, because if he doesn't, he's not going to be as popular. You know, if he had sat out and then ran in 2028 or later down the road, he would have had a much better shot. But, you know, people have a short attention span, so by then anything can happen. That's true. But uh, there is one other funny poll from uh, CNN that I wanted to show. This was uh, an entrance poll for the Iowa caucus. I don't know how many people they polled, but this was among voters in Iowa. Do you think Biden legitimately won the 2020 election? Yes, 28%, no, 68%. So they just like cell phone themselves. Yeah, that's (laughs) because they're trying to make the case that, you know, election denying, it needs to stick with Trump and all that. And a lot of the things they're saying, it's funny because we talk about projection on this podcast. It's like, if I accuse you of something, maybe I'm doing it. And when you when you hear the accusations that come from the other side, especially that juicy clip we have to end this podcast, you got to go all the way to the end of this one. It's going to be fantastic. Um, when they when they accuse you of something, it's it's kind of like the old thing. When you're pointing a finger at somebody, there's three more coming back at you. Yep. So maybe they're the ones who are doing it. Watch. You are fake news. And <laughs> be very careful about that. Um, I wanted to also, a couple of things here. I thought Donald Trump um, was very gracious in victory, and that's very unlike Donald Trump. And I loved it. Uh, you know, talking about bringing the country together uh, and reaching out to uh, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives. You have that clip? Uh, I just don't know. Yeah, I don't think we, which you know. part it is. Yeah, exactly. But that's what he said. I he mean, did say we're going to have a deportation level that we haven't seen in this country for a long time since well, Dwight Eisenhower. And he said, you know, we're going to drill, baby, drill. And when you've got idiots running this thing right now who are saying, oh, you got to drive your EV, you got to do this, you got to do that. And and Trump's like, yeah, look at what's happened since I left. Yeah. I mean, that's all he's got to say. It's like, here's where we were before. And here's where we are now. 100%. Here's a little clip uh, from... And uh, to all of the people standing behind me and all of the people in this room and so many great politicians and great dignitaries and friends, I just want to thank you all. This is a very special night. And this is the first because the big night is going to be in November when we take back our country and truly we do make our country great again. Thank you very much, everybody. Great. Again, I thought he was very gracious. And then, uh, you know, the Democrats, as you know, skipped Iowa. 
They're yeah. skipping New Hampshire, and we just talked about that. They're they're going to South Carolina. Um, but President Biden, on his personal account, not the POTUS account, but his personal account on X, did you see what he said? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I screenshot it, uh, it and I had it on my phone, but I don't have my phone with me. I got to pull it. Pull it up because it's it's perfect. Can you he read says, it? Uh, yes, I can read it. It says, looks like Donald Trump just won Iowa. He's the clear front runner on the other side at this point. But here's the thing. This election was always going to be you and me versus extreme MAGA Republicans. It was true yesterday, and it'll be true tomorrow. So if you're with us, chip in now. Yeah. Joe.wink <laughs> slash donate. This comes after. Cue the uh, oh, yeah. 700 billion and a trillion, 300 million billion. <laughs> <laughs> this comes the day that uh, the latest polling is the lowest of his presidency again 33 percent approval not good it's not good um so we'll see where this goes from there but uh, we're off and running now for the 2024 election cycle the hawkeye cockeye as the late rush limbaugh used to call it is in the books all right so where am I going next? I got to go to MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. Kirk Doris and Lori Hawker. You know, again, I'm not there yet, but I will get there, right? 65 is just around the corner. Um, and if you're approaching 65 or you've got somebody in your family who is, and you start to look at this whole Medicare thing, and it's like, oh, my God, what do I do now? Well, these are the folks who will guide you through the steps and, and make sure that you're getting exactly what you need and filling in the gaps where there are gaps and there will be gaps. These are the people who will not charge you. Uh, they'll come talk to you. In-home appointments are available. They're at 3600 South Nolan Road, Suite F in Independence. Um, you can reach them on the phone at 816-701-6661. And again, they're on the web at MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. It says it all, MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. Pros and cons to just about every part of Medicare that you can think of. Um, and Kirk and Lori will take you through the steps and make sure you get exactly what you need for either you or that family member who's about to turn 65. So don't put that off. Get on the phone and schedule that appointment with them so they can help you. And then after you do that, get the whole family together. Why not Funhouse Pizza? Jim Dingman's place in Blue Springs or Lee's Summit. Seven Highway Blue Springs, 50 Highway in Lee's Summit. It's a great place to gather your troops. If you've got like a maybe a basketball banquet, we're coming out of basketball season and now for for the local teams or maybe you've you've got a t-ball group that you're about ready to put together i remember when i was a t-ball coach for my son matt um we always had a gathering before the season fun house pizza is an excellent place to do just that birthday parties anniversary parties um, whatever you got going they've got fantastic pizza piled high with toppings and cold cold beverages won't be long. It's going to be hot. You'll be enjoying a cold beverage. So hang out with our friends at Fun House Pizza in Lee Summit and Blue Springs. Speaking of Blue Springs and Lee Summit, they're both part of Jackson County. We have Meanwhile back on the home front. Finally, finally, temp and expired tag enforcement. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. And, and I don't know if it's just me or maybe it's the weather or whatever, but... Have you noticed there are fewer expired tags on the road? Uh, I've I seen one. Yeah, I haven't been paying as much attention. Oh, but. 
I always pay attention now because <laughs> it's one of my pet peeves. Yeah, so when I'm in a lane and I see like a temp tag, I make every effort I can safely to uh, get into an area where I can view them. And, you know, I would always see on my way home from work, five, six of them that were expired. And since this story has broken, I have seen one. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, you you start cracking down on the small things, and uh, and the big things will follow. You know, and then uh, you have a story on this you want to play, or no, it's just, or just background, background video. Stuff. I mean, well, I saw John Holt, who's a good friend of mine. I, yeah. I thought maybe you were going to allow John Holt on the podcast, but apparently not. Just his just his image <laughs> yes. is available. Um, so keys the clown keith smith dear friend of mine friend of the podcast and all that he sent me a screenshot of facebook from people who were like crying a river over enforcement of something as simple as when you buy a car there's a tax you've got to pay i mean i don't know that i agree with it but it's the law and just complying with the law these people are like whining like you wouldn't believe did you post that on the facebook page i don't remember i thought i sent that to you Oh, uh, okay. I did send it to you. Okay. And you asked me what it was for, so I texted it to you. <laughs> Sorry. So we don't have that, or is, is that what you're telling me? Uh, yeah, I could pull it up. But it'll yeah, be you could just read some of them. I mean, they're just... Uh, they're, yeah, I have you it just, on my phone. You just want to cry when you hear these things. We should have, like, the... You know, the sappy music, the yeah, sad music on. or something like that. Hold on. All right. Time out. He's going to pull this up here. It's worth it. It is so worth it. Yeah. By the way, my oldest son, Drew, in Indiana, um, he was like messaging me on politics. And he's like, what's this podcast thing that you're doing? Right. He was born in 86. So how old does that make him? Uh, 86. I'm 37. And I can't do math. 37. Time. He'll be 38 in August. And, and he's interested in politics now. And I said, well, you got to go back and watch all the, the episodes of the podcast. We'll set you straight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's go. All right. I've got the sad violin music queued up. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to read these things? Yeah, out? yeah, yeah. All so right. I've got some comments from, uh, from Facebook that you sent me here. I feel so much safer now that the poor people have been given citations. <laughs> wow great job our city is so safe now that poor people are even poorer I'm torn because overly expired tags usually means the person has no insurance but on the other hand people can't afford to renew because Missouri property tax is outrageous my same car costs less per year to register in Los Angeles County compared to Jackson County must need to make some money. Aim, strong aiming at the strong arming the public. Strong arming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you guys want to flex this achievement. Doing the more important things is far too much effort. Better to just go brag to Twitter about making poor people's lives harder. Dex now, by the way. Yeah. That's that's the general. Yeah, that's the general gist of it. You get the idea. But as you know, Kurt, driving is a privilege. It's not a right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if you're going to drive, you got to obey the rules. You got to do. And these people with the expired tags, again, I've seen one since this story broke. They were flaunting it. It was almost like a badge of honor. Look at this. You think I'm going to renew this thing and pay that tax? Screw you. Yeah. And I mean, if it's like from a year and a half ago or something like that, I mean, it's getting some of them were like two and three years ago. Yeah. And, and, you know, as, as somebody who does follow the rules, and I know you do too, you've got car insurance, right? Mm -hmm. Of course you do. Um, you're going to stay away from those people. 
It's like, because if they hit me, they've got no insurance. Right. So I'm kind of screwed on that deal. Right. If they can't even pay that, how are they going to pay their car insurance? They're not going to. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So also on the home front, um, Jackson County stadium tax will be on the April ballot, the municipal ballot, three-eighths cents sales tax for 40 years, which would fund a new Royal Stadium and improvements to Arrowhead. And again, I'm going to encourage you in Jackson County, vote no. And and what they're going to, here's the box that they're going to put you in. They're going to say, oh, if we vote this down, we lose both teams. Royals are out of here. Chiefs are out of here. And that is such bullshit. Number one, let's take baseball first. Where would you even move the Royals? What city is available that would want a baseball team that could afford a baseball team right oh, now. Oh, you mean like out of Kansas City yeah, entirely? Yeah, out of Kansas City. Oh, I see. Um, You've already yeah, got a situation, know. and we talked about this, I think, last week. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, one of the best teams in baseball, can't draw more than 9,000 people a game. Yeah. they got to move that franchise. Yeah. So, you know, that's the first thing. It's not an automatic thing. The Hunts want to stay in Kansas City. I know that for a fact. So all a no vote would do, it would be like a red alert. It would be like, oh, shit, we got to have this conversation. And not only do I want to do this because I want Jackson County to kick us out, quite frankly, uh, because you know that any kind of attacks will pass in Kansas City proper. We in eastern Jackson County can overwhelm them. We showed them that in the Internet tax that we um, denied them. And we can deny them this as well. And then that oh, shit moment will happen. And then, you know, it'll have two benefits. Number one, it's another shot across the bow to uh, the people down in Kansas City that that you know we're not going to let them have any money because they've screwed up so royally and we want out of that county. The other thing it's going to do is force a long overdue conversation. Why does Jackson County have to be the sole provider of tax revenue for the Chiefs and Royals? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a big metro. The metro area of Kansas City is 10 counties, not one, 10 counties. And Johnson County probably has a lot more money in it than Jackson County. I mean, it's where Overland Park is, you know, all those other big, uh, the, the, the high dollar um, cities and towns. Uh, they're, in Jackson, or they're in Johnson County. So why can't they pony up? Wyandotte County, why can't you help? Clay County, why can't you help? I mean, there's a lot of places to go for revenue, and we ought to have that conversation. Don't just rubber stamp this thing. Vote no and force that conversation. Yep. And again, you know, maybe in the long run, they'll kick us out, much like St. Louis kicked out St. Louis County in 1876. That's kind of our model for this. I'd like to do it another way, but we're still working on that. Jeff Coleman, where are you? Somebody call Jeff's office and and ask him where he is on all this, uh, because I'm not getting anywhere with him. So we're just going to go the other way. And that's any revenue question on the Jackson County ballot. My advice to you is vote no. And that's exactly what I'll do. Yep. Totally agree. Anything else from the uh, home front here? Nope. Nope. Okay. I think we got to pick up the pace a little bit, though. All right. Let's move on. This and that. Fauci, I know you're shocked at this. He admits the whole six feet distancing had no basis in science. Just sort of appeared. Appeared from what? <laughs> Think about all the money that was spent on the little arrows at stores and stuff. Six feet. Got to keep six feet. Yeah. Yeah. The masking thing. Who knows? Uh, Mayorkas, uh, his impeachment makes sense or wait for November with everything on the ballot. What do you think? Um, oops, sorry. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, it's I, I can see it both ways. He, I do think he has done impeachable things, um, but I mean, they all kind of all have. Biden has, and so are we going to get in the gutter with the Democrats and and just start trying to impeach everybody, or are we going to try and you know play the you know take the the high road or whatever you want to say and and just let the election speak for itself? But I don't know. It's tough with uh, Homeland Security because he's not elected he's appointed by the right. president so and I, I you could also make the argument that he's following the president's direction yeah on all this stuff and if they impeach him who's biden gonna nominate you know probably somebody just as bad or worse yeah so so this is something that i probably should have put in the first segment but uh, i thought this was delicious hertz is selling twenty thousand evs i'm not sure how many that'll leave them with but twenty thousand is a big number why is hertz selling them because they're tough to maintain and there is no demand for them. Now, think about this for a second. You've gone on vacation, right? You saved up for it all year, and uh, you need to rent a car to go where you're going to go after you fly to wherever you're going to fly. Okay, so where are you going to charge it? Infrastructure's really not there, okay? And then if you do find a charging station, it takes how long to charge this thing Yeah. so that I can drive around? This is my vacation. I worked for it all year. And instead of going boop, 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 go pay for it, boom, and you're off, half hour? Really? Yeah, and I mean, imagine if you're like somewhere, I mean, probably even in Missouri, there's not a lot, but, uh, you know, if you're driving from like Colorado to Nevada or something like that, you know, you're like in the middle of nowhere on I-70 for eight hours, yeah. uh, you know, you're going to find a, a, a charging station in the middle of the desert. I don't know. Maybe. And how's that work out when it's 16 below zero, which we had in Kansas city. It yep. doesn't work too well when, when it goes. And then when you charge it, it's like, what do you mean that costs as much as a tank of gas? Well, it's okay. You're saving the planet. Sort you're, of. You're saving the planet. <laughs> as we go back to the, you know, the, the fuel for the EVs comes on railroad cars and right. it's black. Yes. Yeah. So, um, insurance, Bob Watson, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. He's the guy to call, you know, if you need car insurance. And you folks who now have, are in the world where you got legitimate tags on your cars, maybe now it's time to go find some insurance. It's a whole new market. Although it's not you. It's, it's you know, it's that deadbeat living in your basement. I mean, kick him in the ass, make him go get a job, and then send them to Bob Watson, and he'll take it from there. He's a good guy. He insured all of my kids, insured me for nearly 30 years here. 7th and Main in Blue Springs, 816-229-7878. Auto, home, life, commercial insurance, licensed on both sides of state line. The offices are in Blue Springs, but he'll take care of you on both sides of state line. Tremendous people. They are indeed. Um, okay, so as we leave you today, I want you to think about this as we get hip deep into this presidential election. Fear is the only thing that the left can sell you on. They can't sell you on what they've done because it would horrify you. It should horrify you. If you know what's going on, it would horrify you. So all they've got is fear. Fear of Donald J. Trump. And it was summed up so well by Whoopi Goldberg on The View. I thought we should end the podcast today with her words. What's interesting for me is that people's faith in the country is waning. Yes. That's, the, yes. that's the thing that's yes. pissing me off. Because, in fact, there's a reason Joe Biden ran the way he did. There's a reason he's running for democracy now, because that's really what's at stake. You worried that it you is. can't pay your bill? Wait till he, the other guy becomes president, and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere. Because that's his promise. His promise to us is he's going to force people to do his bidding. 
that's what he said. I'm with this. I'm going to be good on day one and I'm going to turn into this other person. So here's the deal. This is all up to you. This is all up to you. We can sit up here till we're green in the face. But this really comes down to the people. What is the country you want? Do you want the country that you kind of thought you had, where we all get to say what we think and we don't have to be afraid of being American? And believing that, yeah, there will be people who come in and some will get in quick and some will take a different route, but they're coming here for a reason because they're living in a place that's not good for their families. If you're okay with that, you understand that, then fight for us to find a better way to make immigration work. Fight for that. Don't fight for keeping everybody out because then we all have to leave. There you go. Well, and then she went on to say, you know, the, if Trump gets in there, they're going to round everybody up, you know, the gay people and all that. I mean, just the bullshit detector goes off on her because it's like freedom, freedom. Do you feel freer under Joe Biden than you did under Donald Trump? No. I mean, under Joe Biden, we're going to tell you what kind of car you got to drive. We're going to tell you what kind of stove you got to have in your house. We're, you know all of these restrictions and you can't have this and you can't have that is that freedom that's projection she's projecting exactly what's happening under joe biden here's the other uh, clip i'm gonna be on day one i'm gonna be a dictator who says it to you tells you i'm gonna put that was so tongue-in-cheek yeah when he said that and he shouldn't have said it because it gives them more fuel but that's who donald trump is and what he means by that is he's going to with his magic marker erase all of those executive orders that joe biden did to counter everything trump did on day one and then we go from there put you people away i'm going to take all the journalists i'm going to take all the gay folks i'm going to move you all around and disappear you if that's the country you want you know who to vote for what, the back the hell? <laughs> what does that even mean I'm going to, they're just making shit up now. They're just trying to scare the pants off you because that's all they have. Well, like you said, I mean, who, who, who is persecuting political opposition? Who's throwing their political opposition in prison? Uh, You know, there was just uh, the other day, there was, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, there was a huge pro-Palestinian protest at the White House. They were shaking the gates like, trying to set fire to the place, like trying to attack police officers. And nobody's talking about that as a January 6th type event, yeah. you know, or, or trying to, you know, destroy our sacred democracy or whatever. So who's going after their political opposition with the full force of the state? Um, it's, it's laughable. It really is. So I'm going to leave you with this. Um, as, as all of this political stuff starts to blow up in our faces, we'll see it from now until November. Uh, what my mother always told me, if somebody's pointing a finger at you, there's three more coming back at them because watch for them because anything they say that you can't find a basis. In fact, that's probably what they're doing. And until next week, this is Dale Carter's America. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to dalecartersamerica at gmail.com. Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.